I'm the most brutal and efficient and most ruthless champion there's ever been. Yesterday, you said tomorrow. So just do it! You should be a monster, and then you should learn how to control it from. It all comes from life lessons, and the lessons are learned through struggle. Hey guys, how's everyone doing? We're doing well. I hope you're doing well as well. And today we're here with the fourth episode of The Success Show. And today we're joined by Tim Aman. And we're going to be talking about self-development, masculinity, reading books, working out, and all the other things we think are important for success. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Thank you very much, my friend. I'm honored to be here. Wouldn't you want to ever start a podcast? Bro, I thought about it. I thought about it for sure. Because I I was like thinking to myself, okay, listen, what would be just like work aside, how much it would take or how little it would take, what would be the dopest way to make money? And I was just thinking, man, with my voice, you know, just sitting and talking to people or or going out and speaking at events, you know, just with my voice. Imagine, Imagine that being your career, you know, that'd be fucking amazing. So... Have I thought about it? Yes. Have I acted upon it so far? No. Does that mean I will not in the future? No. I like this so far. Yeah, man. Like, w- w- what are other good ways that you think you can make money? And in, in, like, in a way that like is cohesive to what you like. So not necessarily uh, specific to me, but just in general, yeah. Well, okay, so basically, you, you obviously, you know, if you're living alone, you have to pay your rent and whatnot, you know, you, ha- you have a cost of living, you have to pay that, yeah, so it doesn't, so everybody says follow your passion, which is true, but, you know, at the beginning, if you have, you know, bills to pay, you can't necessarily do that, so what I would say is, you know, work a 9 to 5, you know, j- just just suck it up, um, do do some shitty job, you know, some, some low low skill job, get some money and then after the nine to five you know when you come home when most people go and watch some tv or something that's when the dreams are built and especially on the weekend when other people are chilling that's when when you invest your time into your passion which over time is then going to take over the nine to five so that's what i I think the best advice probably for most people you know in most situations yeah man but they also have to know what their passion is of course as well you know not everybody knows it but bro, I need to ask you, man. You're you're the one who's making the plays, bro. You're the one, uh, you know, with all, all the top level guys, you know, pursuing your dreams. I gotta be asking you, man. How, um, firstly, how did it come to this? And secondly, um, what are the plans for the future? Very big question, but how did it come to this? Uh, if we're just referring to like my career as a content creator or or media agency uh, holder then i think it started like a while ago like i started like when i was really young when i was eight i started taking photos of everything like i had like a i'll grab it one second so when i was eight i got this vtech blue camera it's called kitty zoom <laughs> and it has like binoculars and this is what i started taking pictures with and i remember going to a museum with my mom and i took pictures of everything like everything i think like it only has like one gig of memory so it didn't save anything but I was taking the pictures, so I guess that's one way of like uh, purposely like visualizing like the dream. I didn't know I was doing it back then, but I was taking so many photos, and now it just became something that I do uh, 
un, uh, unusual, I think. And now I also added videos to that. Mm -hmm. It's also just like looking from a, a logical perspective. I thought there was more, uh, more want in the market for videos. And that's also something that's harder to create. I feel like you need a certain vision to do that. And I actually love doing that. So I implemented videos as well. And then I saw that there was also like a need for like media strategies and uh, content calendars and like the whole social media aspects mm -hmm. of it for athletes and also for other companies. Uh, like they start really like they really start paying attention to it. So I kind of like looked at what I like and I analyzed the market and those two things together is what we're doing now. And we're far, far, far from where we can be. But I'm I'm really happy with how it's going and. I think most importantly, it's making me really happy. Like I feel a good fulfillment of like when mm. I finish a project or when I deliver like a video or whatever, it feels really great. So that's uh, mm. that's Man, the, that's the thing. And then for the future, what, what are we talking? Yeah, I mean, now I'm studying architecture and I'm probably gonna do a master in uh, management in the built environment, which is like real estate. Not sure yet, but that's something that I find interesting. So perhaps combine real estate with, uh, with social media uh, in one way or another would be cool. Uh, investment portfolio, crypto. Mm. Uh, I'm just naming a few things now. I don't want to go in depth too much yet. Uh, yeah, that man. Man, it sounds amazing, you know. Sounds amazing. How many 20-year-olds uh, have, um, have all of this stuff figured out already and have made the moves, you know? The thing so is, like, I, I would say that I haven't figured out anything yet. But I did start acting on things that I have kind of like that I've, that I have an, an idea for. And I think that accelerated the figuring out process because I was doing so much like like uh, I think like you, you know this quote 100 percent like the paralysis by analysis, like like the information zombies. Like I know some guys that read like all the books they read, like Robert Greene, Napoleon Hill, mm -hmm. they've read everything, but they haven't done much yet. And I think, like, you should do both. You should be taking in, in the information, but you should also be, like, actively doing things. You should, like, implement what you learn whilst you are doing it because then you'll have, like, a crazy exponential growing curve. And if you're just taking information, like, just doing that, I think that it works. It's definitely better than doing nothing. <laughs> but I think by doing both, like, you really you just make it easier for yourself on the long, uh, on the long run, I think. Man, you you um, you touched on a very interesting topic because I have to say I have to I have to sin. I think I would probably fall into that ca category as well a little bit um, of of just just reading, you know, and not doing as much. But in my opinion, I mean, the way that I've kind of justified it was I always had a lack of something inside of me, like a, a lack in my identity, you know. I need I needed to fill it with something. And I mean, now we're going into way deeper things, you know, but I think a lot of people can relate because nowadays I don't think many people really have like a super strong father figure in their life, you know, or at least um, something that would suffice in order for them to become who they wanted to become, if that makes sense, you know, and, and it's really important. I know I'm going all over the place, but I'll, I'll come back to what you're, you're saying. You're not, you're not. It makes sense. Okay. Um, it's really important for, for a young man especially to have like a strong masculine figure in his life, you know, a masculine essence because otherwise there's something lacking. And I can already tell from uh, now being more self-aware through the studies that I've done um, that when I was younger, I definitely had such a lack, 
you know, and, and we can go into it deeper. Um, but I was always looking to, to fill it, you know, fill it with something at the beginning. It might be, um, you know, just, just smoking weed or, or when I was young, you know, going to parties like, you know, young boys do, you know, they think that that fulfills them in the weekend doing some stuff like that or like, I don't know, chasing girls, you know, this kind of stuff, stupid stuff um short short term gratification kind of things but as a young boy you don't know any better you know um and then gradually uh, as time went on you know uh, i picked up fitness um i hope it's okay man i'm just going random random as hell here yeah go man okay man bro i started training honestly it's a long ass story yeah but basically uh, the strength training has stayed with me you know the gym has always been like the gym has been the the um I don't know if I can say it like this, but Jim has been the best teacher and, and a great father to me. Like, it taught me so many things. Anybody who's been in the gym for a long time, they're going to know it's the same thing for them. You know, it teaches you, like, you know as well. I would say this um, as well, even though I don't know extremely much about martial arts, I can say that it's definitely as well equivalent or to or even uh, better in some aspects. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Go ahead, man. Yeah, man. I mean, martial arts is crazy. Like, I've been doing Taekwondo since 2006. I was five when I started. And, uh, or 2008, I'm not sure. Either either, uh, either works. I've been doing it for a while. And, like, just one thing that I've taken away from that is discipline. Like, I see so many people at uni, at work, everywhere around me, that do not have the discipline to when they start things to finish it when they say something to do it like like small things and like our teacher didn't tell us this is discipline this is how you do it like it was literally like you come in you're two minutes late 100 push-ups you don't do it go mm. home fine i love it yeah I like love it. Th- th- there was not not many words shout out to taekwondo lahai like th- th- <laughs> there wasn't many words it was just like this is what you have to do you come here to train you better be on time also coming on time something that's really important uh, something that I, I also struggle with sometimes, obviously, everyone does. But it, it, it reminded me, like, yeah, back then, I, 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 I always came on time. I had to because I didn't want to do push-ups. Mm-hmm. I always ended up doing push-ups, but, you know, <laughs> for other reasons. Yeah. At least uh, you got buff from being late. Yeah. <laughs> there th- was a, a thought behind it. So, yeah, just a small thing like that, it helps so much. And I think, in j- like, in the gym, it's the same thing. For me, it, like the, the boat worked so well. Like, like at first I was doing martial arts, then the gym. Now I'm getting back to martial arts. So, just sports in general, man. Like, I think every sport teaches something, but then martial arts and the gym, they have this uh, like little extra thing that. For sure, man. I mean, you're 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 fucking beating beating the shit out of somebody. Like, of course, uh, you know, in um, moderation, you know, in, in a safe environment as much as possible. Um, but I think there's definitely something to it. I mean, you can talk m- way more about it than I can, but there's surely something primitive going on in, in an interaction where just two human beings are going at it against each other. You know, it's a little bit like the American football like like uh, that you've started now. Um, you can tell as well, like the feeling you get connects you to something that our ancestors were feeling, you know, not to get too much like guru stuff, but it's definitely true, you know, like a normal person, a sedentary person cannot relate. They cannot fathom the idea or just the going under a squat, okay, and having that weight on your back. 
bro, most people cannot comprehend how it feels, you know, and going down and it feels like you're lifting a skyscraper or like the whole world is on top of your shoulders and you're lifting it up, you know, and then you do, you do your fifth rep, you know, and, and you want to stop, you know, you do one more rep. It, it's this kind of thing, you know, that, that, that most people, unfortunately, that they, they don't, um, even though you can experience in other realms of endeavor, but I would say gym is definitely one of the best things, especially for the young guys, yeah? If you don't go to, to the gym, man, what the fuck are you doing, man? I would definitely recommend, highly recommend, I could give a whole presentation why you should go to the gym. And, um, I mean, yeah, man, I want to hear your two cents on this. Yeah, something really interesting. It was like a few days ago, I was in the in the bus with someone and we were talking about books. And the guy has read so many books. Super cool mm. guy. We talked about it for a long time. And I asked, uh, asked him, do you know Jocko Willink? Mm. Do you? Bro, rhetorical question. question. <laughs> and uh, I asked him, and he was like, yeah, man. I uh, I, re I read this book. I read Tactical Leadership. Uh, and like I, I like it so much. but uh, Or it's, it's something like that. Tactical, I'm, I'm not um, sure what it was. Oh, man. This is actually annoying me. Strategic... Uh, I mean, like... Dichotomy of leadership. Yeah. Yeah, and then he has another one with Lef Babin. Yeah. And, uh, and I asked him, he was like, yeah, I've read it. And I was like, and how do you like it? He was like, yeah, I like everything, but like the, the gym aspect of it and that you have to train and wake up in the morning, <laughs> I'm just not that guy. That's literally, like, I'm, I'm, I'm quoting him right now. And I was thinking about that. I was like, but do you think that if you would implement it into your life, that it would have like positive impacts? He was like, yeah, I think so. I was <laughs> like, so, like, do, do you think you should try it? He was like, yeah, but, like, I'm not that guy, so it's not going to work. Mm. And that's, that's a shame because, I, like, I think it can only bring good, like, the gym. Like, it, like it's going to make you stronger. Mentally, you're going to be bulletproof after you, you lift some 200-kilo squats. Yeah. <laughs> that's going <laughs> to wake not you up. Not only mentally, also you have some nice legs as well. <laughs> yeah, man, man, both. Both. They're just, like... Like, it's such a good place to, like, overcome obstacles. When you're, like, especially in the beginning, when you go and you're, like, benching, like, 20 kilos. And then you'll go up really fast, like, first week, second week, third week. You'll see it, like, mm -hmm. doubling in, like, two months. And then you're at a point where, you're like, for me, it's, like, 60. I was, like, kind of stuck. And then, mm -hmm. bam, 65. Let's go. <laughs> Boom, let's get it. <laughs> 65 bench, bro. And then you keep on going up and it feels so good. So... Just, like, that feeling of, like, overcoming things that you couldn't do, like, two weeks ago. Constantly doing it. Different exercises, different parts of the gym, different muscle groups. Uh, I think you can take that and use it for other things in your life. So, I think that's one thing that, that, that the gym has really uh, helped me with. For sure, man. I mean, for me personally, like, it hasn't only been a physical transformation. It's spiritual, bro. It's getting to know who you are is what the gym does to you because it shows you it's reflection of how much pain you can take and how long you can um you can endure the process um and how consistent you can stay over time you know and at the end you know the result that you get it, it's a mirage it's a mirror of your own character which has developed itself over time yeah um so, so yeah, man, I mean, it's spiritual, you know, you, 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 it's something that changes inside of your soul, you know, and maybe some people are going to think, oh, that's fucking crazy. What are you talking about? Just lifting some iron, you know, 
Um, but truly, no, like, especially from a younger age, you know, when you're not completely secure with yourself, like most guys are, like I was in the past. I'm still not 100%, you know, everybody has some insecurities, whatever. But it's just a great teacher, man. It's a great teacher, discipline, like you said. Um, and yeah, man, everything that you learn from it, honestly, you can translate it over into life. Like, so often in my daily life, do I think of something like shit it's exactly the same thing like in the gym you know like you have to stay consistent um all of these things man i, I can't think of it on top of my head but i'm sure i'll get come to it afterwards but yeah you know what i mean right something really interesting and, and that i want to ask you more about like could you tell me some more about spirituality because that's mm. something like personally myself i'm not completely uh aware of what the meaning is when people like say spirituality i'm like okay because i feel like it has different meanings for different people if that makes sense. So could, could you tell me like how, how, how you, uh, yeah, how you see it? For sure, man. I mean, bro, virtually almost every word has different meanings for everybody, you know, depending on their internal um, representation of the world, you know, that's why everybody has their own reality of the world. Um, but spir spirituality, what it means to me? Yeah. Man, okay, so, you know, normally people associate like spirituality with religion, exactly yeah. so um just to mention that topic about religion like just only a couple of years ago or so i would say uh, i thought religion was stupid i mean i wouldn't say stupid but i thought that these people are just blindly following you know uh, and i thought that there were some like uh, rules that were certainly good but i, I, w I was very close-minded towards it to be honest but recently I i've really become very intrigued by it, you know by by every single religion you can learn so you can take some some positive out of it like you were saying before um and why i think it exists religion i mean on mass humans are they they need leaders their followers they need something to believe in they need a higher cause you know they need a meaning in life you know which we can um discuss later on and of course i can't sum up religion in just like a five minute talk you know there's very uh, there's a lot of factors going into it that's two podcasts um <laughs> yeah that, that, bro you don't need me you need to get some smarter people than me to talk here about religion but just from my understanding man i think it's it can be great but i don't like um about it what it can do to people as in like I follow X and you follow Y, thus I don't like you, you know? Of course, the majority of people aren't like this, but this is just the kind of mindset that can happen, you know, when, when, when you're in that group mentality, um, which can be very dangerous, you know? But otherwise, you know, you can be a good person with religion, you can be a good person without religion, you know, it's just up to the person what is best for them. But spirituality for me means, do I believe in a higher being? For sure. 100%. Um, I don't really use the term God too often, even though sometimes I do, um, just because of the, the connotation that is towards it, used towards it, like, you know, an old man with a beard. But yeah, man, that's about it. I don't know. How, I, I, I can say some more, but... No, I yeah. mean, that, that makes complete sense. And just to get back to what you said about uh, that you don't like the fact that some, some religious people uh, because they are followers of a certain uh, religion, uh, because of that reason, they cannot uh, go on with other people that are following mm -hmm. other religions or or religions or that are not religious at all. I, I think even in, in, in the books, like, I haven't read all of them, obviously, but I don't think that's the way that God would have wanted it to be mm. because 
I just don't think that that makes any sense. I think like God would have wanted all of us to to live together and help each other and uh, influence each other in a positive way and you know teach each other about different things and so that everyone can like you know like take good things from every religion and learn about it as much as possible and better yourself. I think that's the most important thing, like to better yourself and certainly like having a uh, having a cause, uh, having like a, a goal in life. Religion can really help with that. I've heard that many different times. Also in in in, uh, in the podcast before with Omar, we talked about how that has helped him and mm -hmm. has for both of us like uh, perhaps uh, made sure that we didn't do certain things that were not good for us and that that we we knew like uh, that we know of that they, they weren't good. But by because of religion, it's like yeah, man. If like if it's if it's written there, and we also kind of have the the pre feeling that it's not really good, then we should probably stay away from it. So mm. I think those things like you should just like if if you you can take a lot of good things from it. Yeah, and uh, for sure, it's really interesting. It's really interesting, and I'd love to learn learn more about also other different religions to learn as much as possible. That's something uh, that's really interesting. Me too, man. For sure. I mean, I, I would love to do that as well. But if you think about it, if you've read like a lot of the self-help book, self-help books, or just honestly a lot of, I think Jordan Peterson has a whole, whole entire like lecture, like slash seminar about this, about the Bible and certain religions. But I think the original uh, book of wisdom was literally the Bible. You know, if if you look at Thinking or Rich from Napoleon Hill, or, or I mean, there's plenty others. You know, just almost anything. Any kind of work from nowadays, you can kind of relate it back in some way or another to the Bible back in the day, you know? It was kind of like a guide for people how to live their lives. And I think it's wise to do such a thing because now you can argument or argue if it's wise to have rules in a society, you know? Should we just have complete freedom or should we just let people do what whatever they want, you know? So I definitely think there should be some rules, you know, but obviously not too excessive, not where you they control every move. Um, and that's interesting because now we can get into democracy and if you think that, that democracy is a good idea because for example Socrates actually was against uh, um, democracy or he at least criticized it he was saying something uh, of the likes of this that if you're on a ship okay you're on a massive ship right and you're going through a storm are you gonna want all 1,000 uh, members of the ship to tell the captain what the, what to do you know or, or, or not even the captain, just to steer the ship. Would you want a thousand random people when you're going through the storm to decide uh, the, the fate of your life? Obviously not. You would want the, the group of the most um, intellectually fit, or not even intellectually, but just the group that's the most fit to handle the situation. You know, the captain and the, and the crew, you would want them to, to take care of it. And that was his criticism, at least of democracy, how even people who, let's say, I don't know, just a stupid example, like uh, photography, right? Let's say you're you're uh, you're taking pictures, you know, you're editing vid videos, and then uh, somebody like me who basically knows nothing about it, I come along and I tell you, no, this is wrong. You have to do this, 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 this. Okay, you can argue because it's now it's a creative endeavor, you know. So of course there's there's a degree of uh, variability, but you know what I mean, you know. So it's something uh, interesting to talk about. I'm not saying I agree completely to what Socrates was saying. But yeah, yeah. I think I I I see what you mean. I, but I think like I think both like uh, the, the the theory of Socrates as well as like democracy, they both have flaws. 
Mm-hmm. I, I, don't sure. think, I don't think there's any uh, s- sort of like way society can work that is like completely flawless. That, I don't think it's, that, that's possible. I do think that democracy, just saying it uh, out loud like this without having thought about it much, would be the most easiest way to make society work, also from what we've seen in, in, in the past, because it is hard to determine who those leaders are. You have to you have to choose them that's in a way, that's true. because like the leaders, on, like the the captain on the ship, back, like he has been chosen by someone, right? Like the people were like, yeah, this, he has to be the captain. They're like the democracy kind of like, you know. I think we should have both. I think like a little bit of both, like where, like now also in like in Holland where you have like the second room, Tweede Kamer, uh, like we vote for people, but then they get like they they will have to choose for us. So is it completely? Like, I didn't vote for certain measures that they implemented later on. You mm. see, so I think you will we'll never have a complete democracy as well as, uh, yeah, the the other ver- versions that can work. The dangerous thing here, the g- dangerous concept here is power. You know, power can make humans do crazy things. I mean, just just read a history book. You know, pa- uh, history is littered with stories of humans who abuse power and who were seducted by power in every shape and form. Um, so you have to think about it. A person that tremendously powerful who has the ability literally to create a law, are they creating the law to benefit the people who have to, um, what's it called, not apply to the law, but yeah, who the law applies to, you know? Uh, let me rephrase, let me say it like this, okay. The person who makes the law, do they make it for the people or do, do they make it to benefit themselves? Because a person who would make it to actually benefit the people and not themselves when they could have done that must be extremely um, morally virtuous. They, they must be really strong in their heart. They must be very courageous. And I don't think that there's... I think the world is good for sure. Um, I don't want. I don't want to give the idea of like any kind of nihilistic message, but I think that strong character has become uh, increasingly rare nowadays. You know, especially w- uh, the way our society is structured. So I-, I would then thus argue that what are the chances that in every government or especially the most powerful people that they have like extreme, you know, virtuous and strong characters and are selfless and actually care for the people. You know, you can answer that for yourself. So it's inter- something interesting to think about, you know? Yeah, at power is really interesting. And, and the way people handle it and when they have it, what they actually do with it, mm. uh, it it's, it's difficult because some people have to take the lead, right? Like some people have to make decisions and we, we cannot make 16,000 pe- 16, people vote for, for something. Like some people will be chosen to, to, to do the voting and then we kind of have to hope that they they take the right measures. But... That doesn't always go. So that doesn't always go according to, to what the, the population wants. Yeah, man. I mean, bro. Obviously, everybody knows this. At the end of the day, you can't make everybody happy. Obviously, you know. So if there's just a minority group, we would argue that it's okay if they don't live the way that they really want to, because the rest of us, the majority, the ninety-five percent or whatever of people, are striving. They they want to live the way that they do. You know, so that's the logic we've had. You know, you can't make everybody, you can't please everybody. But the problem is, I I would argue, at least in my opinion, is that when that minority, especially if it's a tiny minority, uh, decides over the rest 
And now this is actually contradictive to what I was saying before with the Socrates thing, you know, so that's why there's pros and cons everything. But what am I getting to here with the, what I was just saying? Mm, yeah, with the minority, yeah. At the end of the day, we think that we live in a democracy and we get to vote for people, you know, etc., etc. And I think it's it's a great system, it's a great idea. But, you know, without getting too far into the conspiracy theory stuff, you know, who really runs the world? You know, who who are the people calling the shots behind the curtains, behind the scenes? You know what I mean? And myself, I'm always uh, just telling people to be wary of what they let into their minds, okay? I, I have this thing, I call it the in and out concept, okay? Um, and it's basically just like the, the, the cause and effect, like in, uh, in French, like uh, action, reaction, you know, um, whatever you let c come inside of your mind, you know, will in some way or another manis manifest itself um, coming out, if that makes sense. So what does that mean? You read a book on psychology, bam, already you're a little bit smarter in psychology. Okay, you, you read a book in this, blah, 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 you're a little bit smarter here, you know. You do something and it comes back as well. So everything in life is constant transaction. So think about this. What were your ins coming inside of you? <laughs> not, not that way. Coming inside of you f for the last two weeks. Just think about it on average, you know. And I'm not perfect either. But if you think about it, man, like what was the input into your brain? Because your mind is extremely um, powerful, not only... But your mind is as well very precious, you know, just like time is one of our most valuable assets. Um, so is your mind, you know, and you have to, this is one of my favorite quotes from Jim Rohn, um, Tony Robbins' mentor, stand guard at the doors of your mind, at the gates of your mind. Don't just let anything infiltrate your mind. Don't just scroll um, nonsensely or whatever the word is, uh, is um, senselessly just scrolling for hours on, on social media, you know, if, if I go to, onto a bus, yeah, um, and again, it's not to shit on people, but this is just, you know, what I've been seeing with my own eyes, is that so many people go on a bus, yeah, and they're just like, they're just sitting like this, like the whole time they have their earphones in, and, and I think there's definitely some benefits to it, you know, um, but where did the ability to interact with other people go? You know, where did like our, our ability to, to, to look at the surroundings go? But that's not even what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about mostly here is controlling what you want to put into your mind. You know, it's really important because at the end of the day, you know, some people think that fate decides what, what their life will be like. Other people think that they're in full control the truth of the matter is, I don't know, it's a mixture of both, yeah? But what I do know is that you certainly can influence what you think. That's the only thing you can control, you know? It's like what the Stoics say. Um, do not focus on, on that which you cannot control, focus on that which you can control, you know? And the only thing in the entire world which you can truly control at any given time is what you think. So imagine... Letting the only thing you can control, let it, letting it become a slave to external forces, external factors that may not even have your best interests at heart. Imagine how crazy it would be and you're not even aware of it. Yeah, man. Yeah, everything's spot on, I think. Especially the, the last part, I can really relate to that. Because also now we've seen the, 
the amount of power that media outlets have, especially when you're scrolling on, on social media, like Instagram has the power to put up anything they want on your feed <laughs> in the form of an ad or the form of anything. Like they could just make a huge pop-up and you'll see it. And when you've seen it, you can't unsee it. So yeah, like it, it's, it's dangerous. It's really dangerous. And also now in this holy month of Ramadan, like we, like I, I know some people that try to like stay off social media for, for like 30 days, 31 days, just to like completely detox mm. their brain from all this like false information that we get. Uh, and not per se false information, just like things that are not beneficial to us, like dancing people on TikTok or <laughs> oh my or, 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 or anything in like for that matter. And it's like a constant learning process, of course. Like I'm, I'm all I like I, I like to create videos, but in the back of my mind, like I make them, but I hope that some people like see it and they're like, yeah, I'm gonna work out as well, and I'm gonna do something as well. Uh, mm-hmm. I think like oh, it's hard. Like we, we we talked about this before quite uh, briefly on the on the phone. Like so, social media has pros and cons. I think it has more cons yeah. than pros. <laughs> uh, agreed. Uh, but I think completely like like putting it aside makes you really vulnerable in the sense, especially if you want to like uh, like reach the masses. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's on there, yeah. and. Uh, we should try to be like creators instead of consumers. So yeah. one g- good good way would be to like just t- turn off your feed on Instagram. I don't know if there's a way to do that. I know there's a way on YouTube to do that. So, like I, I just have my oh, feed really? is completely white. Like what? Yeah, it's like Damn. it's like a, it's like a extension, like a plugin, and basically yeah, you have no recommendations. You can just search up things like for work, whatever, but you don't get the like. Oh, Sidemen uploaded a new video. I'm gonna watch mm. Crossbar Challenge. Like, it, like the, the the temptation gets eliminated, and especially now in this month, like we try to eliminate as much as possible and really focus on ourselves, on our spirituality, on our religion, on things that actually matter to us. So I think that's really important. And other than that, also like trying to not consume. Like uh, other than the, the holy month, tr- trying to like create more than you consume. I think that's also like that can help because then then you're reaping all the benefits without getting any of the of the like damage that that the like those mass media channels can cause. Uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, bro. I mean, I haven't been on Instagram for for a while now. I know, and, I know. And I did I did one month no technology at all. I did it in November. Yeah, man. I have to say. It's actually like three and a half weeks. I never, truly, this is because I, I just experimented with myself and I recommend anybody can try and go for, I mean, it's kind of your job, so it's going to be difficult, but I'm just saying, I truly never felt as intelligent as I did in those few weeks. I, I was just reading. Imagine this, you know, you have nothing. You don't have a phone next to you. You don't have a computer. You're just sitting there and you're like, <laughs> like, what do I do now with my life? Literally. And you're like, okay, I have some books here. What can I do? I can go on a walk. I can go to the gym. I can eat something. Like that's about it. I can talk to some people, you know, my family, whatever. That's about it. There's no bullshit. There's no nonsense. Nonsense. There's no distraction. So, what happened was, 
because your brain only has a certain amount of information of data um, that it can take in every day, right? And and so what we're doing, and this has never happened in the history of the world of mankind so uh, so far, for us to have so much stimuli in our in our brains, you know, during the day, you know, just the whole time, and it's not even the internet alone. Even if you turn it off and you go outside in the city, all of the stuff, you know, all the advertisements or whatever. And I truly think, I truly think that it, it, it clouds your, your mind's ability to think. And I also truly believe that it, it definitely, in a sense, makes you dumber. 100%. Because I was sitting there and, and I, only had, I had only had positive ends. Truly positive ends, you know. And that affected the way I thought. And I was thinking to myself, imagine 100 years ago or 200 years ago or 1,000 years ago. There was literally only guys, you know, like, like the philosophers or the people who invented things. Uh, of course, they were so intelligent in their writings because they didn't have any distractions. They had nothing to do. They would just write for fun. They enjoyed it, you know, and they spoke to people. They just had a room of, of people who just spoke to each other and they exchanged ideas and then they wrote stuff. You know what I mean? And nowadays we're just distracted. So I highly recommend, um, just like with any problem, that solution always begins with self-awareness, you know, you can't solve a problem you don't know you have. So just think to yourself, like, how many hours a day am I spending on it? And is it mostly negative? Is it mostly positive for me? Especially the younger generation with the TikTok bullshit. I mean, th there's surely there's a small percentile on there that's good for you. But come on, bruv. Like, I haven't, bruv, I don't even have to get into it. <laughs> like, that's gone. But yeah, YouTube. I, I watch a lot of YouTube, you know, of course, not all of it is, is super highly intelligent things, but, you know, there's a lot of good stuff out there, but you know. But what's interesting is how do you determine the difference between good and bad ends for you? Because I think that's where, uh, that's like a crucial aspect of this, because I think that if people would be aware that TikTok is like messing with their minds... <laughs> And it's like completely deregulating their dopamine uh, receptors. If, if they would be aware and they would even know what dopamine means, that that would help. But then we'd have to give like a whole biology like uh, biology lecture about dopamine and how the receptors work and how if you watch TikTok for like three days, that will actually impact the way you can have a conversation with your wife because like you won't have a like not only the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but just like like the your attention span gets shorter, like it has so many bad, uh, like it has a lot of bad, like it can have many bad uh, influences. But how 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 do we determine the the difference between good and bad ends? Like, what was your your uh, your vision on that? I mean, great question. But if you really want to get philosophical, you know, I mean, Shakespeare said nothing is either good nor bad, you know. Uh, only he who sees it can can deem so something like that. Um, wow. So so you can say the same shit for anything, right? But then that can become a truly converse, a, a controversial um, debate, and you could genuinely have this debate, like talking about crazy topics if it's good or bad, because it's truly only the power lies in the eye, eyes of the beholder, right? For you, something might be absolutely nuts, and for another person, it's normal. So, anyways, but to get back to it. Just leaving that aside, okay? It depends on the individual. I don't think you can just have like a complete black and white for everybody, you know? So, but I, I definitely would say that, you know, 
I mean, this is this is a necessary that this this is this is expected that a person has a goal and that a person has a purpose. You know, at least they're on their way to finding the purpose. So the content that they consume should be at least X amounts conducive to benefiting your purpose or getting yourself one step closer to the purpose. Yeah. So maybe it's eighty percent of the content helps you. Maybe it's sixty percent. I don't know. You know, you have to make your own number. You know, and stick to it somewhat. Yeah, and, and and having like shit on uh, social media and all of that. Having said that, don't get me wrong, okay? I could ma rant on just f uh, for just as long about all of the benefits. It's it's truly amazing, the the, the true potential um, that the internet brings to us. Because what the internet is, it's basically it's a collective mind of the whole entire world. You know, it's all of the human brains, like consciousnesses and thoughts, like posted in one place. And within the snap of your fingers, you can just find the solution to, to the uh, question in your mind. You know, it's insane. If you tried to explain that shit to somebody 150 years ago, they would slap you in the face and say, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, that you, you can talk to somebody on the other side of the world just like that. Or maybe two, three hundred years ago, that would be the case. Or that you can, you can have a question and within like half a second you find the answer. They'd be like, what? How is that possible? You know, and all of these things, you know, all of these things. And yet... Where do we spend our time the most on the internet? Is it searching up things? Is it becoming a better person? Is it, you know, is it conducive? Is it beneficial to your purpose? Or is it wasting time? Yeah, depends on the person, right? The thing is, the, these fucking social medias, they're designed to make you addicted. I mean, basically anybody knows this now. I guess most people should already know this, but still they do it. You know, it's like knowing, I don't know, like cocaine it's like knowing you that cocaine makes you addicted but you still do it you know what i mean that's insane because in my opinion my definition of insanity is not when you don't know what you don't know you know if you don't know something is bad and you do it okay it's normal behavior that's what's expected of you but if you know that something is poisonous if you know something is is, is bad for you toxic for you and you still do it isn't that the definition of insanity it's going against your own human instinct to survive and, and and to thrive and to become a better or actually no that's not a human instinct biology is um you're biologically designed to survive not not to become the best version of yourself that i have to say but anyways to get back to this thing of the the Social media, yeah, man, I mean, it's insane, bro. They're like the slot machines in in Las Vegas, you know, the same effect with the dopamine that you that you mentioned, it messes you up. There's documentaries about it on there, you can watch it. Um, but like I said, man, I, I don't want you just to listen to this and just get, get a sour taste, like, oh, this guy thinks that this is all bullshit and blah, 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 it's all negative. No, you know, what I'm trying to do is show you where the trash is, okay? I'm trying to show you that stinks, Stay away from that shit. And what I'm trying to say is look over there. There's the bright side. There's the mountain. You know, there's the light, you know. And it's difficult to do so in the way that I'd like to. But one of my favorite sayings is. It's like there's a painter and then there's an eye specialist. Okay. So the painter shows you the world as he sees it. And the eye specialist shows you the world as it is. 
So it's something beautiful to think about, you know. So instead of me telling you, go and do this, go and do that, you know, same applies to anybody. If they tell you, go and do this, go and do that, it's bad. Do your own research, do your own thinking, yeah. You know, you have your own mind for a reason. And be a student, not a follower, okay. If you take one thing away from this whole podcast, is be a student and not a follower. Don't just blindly follow, follow like a sheep, you're not designed to be a sheep, at least in my opinion, you know. You're supposed to be your own thinker. Um, so, yeah, be a student. Take what's positive. Take what you think is right. And don't follow anybody. Except for, you know, in religion, you can, you can make that argument that they're followers. But in my opinion, you must be the student above all. Even the master, the, the, the greatest master will admit that he's a student, like, like you said before as well, so... And you and you, you you mentioned the difference between trash and 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 bright side. Now, practically speaking, because we want to give the the audience as much value yeah. as possible, uh, let's assume that TikTok is trash. We don't have to assume <laughs> it's, it's a fact. Uh, what what would be the what would be the bright side? What does it look like? Is it books? Is it like podcasts? Is it dark web information that the masses cannot uh, uh, <laughs> get their hands on? Like, what, what do you think it looks like? Man, it's a tough question, but I think I know the answer. Change, and the same goes with everything. Everything begins within, okay? And the same thing with the gym or with reading books, whatever it is, man. It all begins within, you know? The change begins within and it ends without, okay? So when you're asking the question, what is the trash and what is the bright side? The bright side is anything that relates to your inner core, your inner being, your inner purpose, something that you, you, you feel in your balls, like something when you wake up in the morning, it's like, God damn, man, like, I want to live, you know, I want to go out and conquer, I want to do this, I want to do that, you know, or it might be for some people, it's just calmness, you know, whatever it may be, you know, but, but for young guys, you know, especially they have this urge to do something, they have, they have this urge, why do you think thousands of years ago, you know, men would get on ships, would take their axes and their swords and they would <laughs> they, they would fucking um, uh, adventure into the unknowingness, not knowing if they're gonna survive or just going out into randomness with like a half-ass car or a, a map or whatever, you know, just to go out and find a land and, and to take and conquer and kill other men. Why? Because it's in our DNA, you know, we, we have to expand, you know, it's one of our needs, especially as men, you know, so we need that. And when you're wasting it, on, on things that are not applicable to that inner purpose, you're wasting your life and you're wasting your time. But even back then, right, they were not all warriors. You also had the guys that were not... <laughs> they were the, picking the berries. <laughs> yeah, they were, yeah they, were, they, were, they were not on the ship. So That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. And But, but I think we both do think that they should have been on the ship. <laughs> Yeah, bro. Let's get on the <laughs> ship, man. Where is it at, bro? It's outside. They, they. No, I think just like the the the, the, the villagers that stayed in the village and didn't go on the ship to conquer the the, the land. It would have been good if they were there. They could have been like at the back of the pack. They should have. They, sh they should find a way to like for them to be somewhat uh, comfortable being there. Though discomfort is important, but putting yourself in those like uncomfortable situations is so important. 
because like that's where mm. you will grow like all all the men that went on on the ship and went to the other side of the world and that had to like face like crazy waves going on the ship mm. and water getting on the ship fast thinking solutions how do we survive those are the moments that you truly uh expand like your uh your knowledge about certain things because you have to think on the moment and when you're chilling in your huts uh not doing anything meaningful i don't think you can you can really grow uh in that in that way mm. so it comes down to taking risks people should take i think more risks especially when they're young uh and just practically speaking before you have children before you're married before you have something that uh that you're kind of bound to in a way but bound in a, in a good way i hope for most people that are married and, and have children and even then you should still be uh like experiencing new things learning new things and not just like do whatever feels mm -hmm. comfortable to you mm -hmm. for sure man i mean bro like tony robbins says progress equals happiness and i honestly i don't know if i've heard like a truer statement in my life you know because there's like a universal law to everything if if it, something is not growing it's dying okay so even when you're stagnating, ask a business. You think a business wants to make the same amount of money they did last month or last year? No, if they're stagnating, they're slowly on the decline, okay? For, for numerous reasons, just for the uh, opportunity costs alone, you know? So you always have to be expanding yourself, you know? That's, our, that's what we have to do and improving yourself and whatever it may be. And there's like this thing, you can Google it. It's called, um, one of my best friends told me this, it's, it's the circle of happiness, it's called, and there's like certain things, it's like the, the, the pizza that, that, that your sister brought on um, on the other podcast. Um, and th that these things that are necessary in order for a person to be fulfilled. And in my opinion, because people talk about balance a lot. You know, if you look at this pie, you know, how much should you have of this, of, of relationships? How much should you have here of wealth? How much here of health? How much here in this and that, you know, family, whatever, you know? The thing is, the funny thing is, balance is not 50-50. Balance is, balance is not the same for anybody. You know, balance for you could mean 99 and 1 for something, you know. So, so balance is something that you have to find out for yourself um, in whatever it may be. And after time, this balance can shift as well, you know. Let's say you have this period because life is cyclical and you have this period that you're just grinding, you have your head down and you're working on something. Let's say you're writing a book, you know. You take, I don't know, one year to write a book, okay. And then you have to publish it and blah, blah, blah. You know, but in that one year you're focused, you know, and you take something off in your career. Now you can focus on something else. Maybe your, 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 your girlfriend wants some more attention from your, your kids. Or maybe you want to, I don't know, get, get more fit, whatever it is, you know, you, you can change. But I think it's important, and also Robert Greene writes about this as well in Mastery. Um, he talks about, you know, focusing on, on one thing at a time. There's so many books about this as well, like the one thing, um, or there's another one. I mean, there's so many. Anyways, essentialism, basically focusing on one thing, one main thing, and keeping a few other things like on the side, you know, like the side quests a little bit. So, yeah, man. I think I just mentioned a lot of stuff, but... Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's great. And something... I think I mentioned this in all the podcasts that I've had before. Tim Grover, the trainer mm. of... My man. Yeah, the, the trainer of uh, Michael Jordan, personal trainer. And, like, he was helping me with, with a lot of things. I think it wasn't just personal training. He doesn't talk about it too much. I find it interesting. 
Uh, that's true, actually. Yeah, I yeah, never yeah, noticed yeah. that, but that's he, true. He never really mentioned yeah. it. Like, he, he doesn't talk about it too much because he keeps his ways of teaching secret, in a way, mm. I think. It's really interesting. But that's beside the point. He says that balance is zero. Like, yeah. if, if I would spend one hour working out, one hour on school, one hour uh, with my future wife, one hour with the kids, one hour cooking, I'm not going to advance on those things. I'll be maintaining all of them. I don't think that's a good way to live. I think there are some things that you should make priority of and be like, okay, these two years, they're to grind, they're to hustle, they're to make money, they are to learn new things, they are to like conquer the world, basically. Mm. And if you're going to be doing all the small things like cooking and stuff, at some point you, you have to like, some things, you should prioritize certain things. And that will mean that there, will be, there won't be any balance. The, the, like there will be priorities and I think that I think that's more important. And like as you said, balance can be ninety-nine to one. Like that's so like subjective. And we often hear these people say like, "Yeah, but you should do this, and then you should." Do... Like there are nights where I slept two hours, and I'm still really happy. I only slept two hours because I got so much shit done in the hours before I went to sleep because I just had to get like work done or whatever. And and like those are the moments where you like make a difference. When when the, when people are sleeping like the nine hours and you wake up at six workouts, feels good, man. You get to the gym, no one's driving, sun's not, even the sun is not up yet, and you're there in the gym smashing the weights. You get back, sun is still down. You take a shower, go to school, get all your shit together, eat, hmm. like and and that's it doesn't seem really balanced to me, but it works <laughs> for sure, <laughs> bro. Ordinary people get ordinary results. From Louis Simmons, it's a quote. And it's, it's true, man. You want to do extraordinary things, you must use extraordinary knowledge and you must do extraordinary things. It's logical, you know. And and for me personally, I, I, I truly believe in like the, the, the whole principle of like detesting mediocrity. Because in my opinion, even if let's say theoretically on paper that the norm is amazing, the norm is great. Everybody's happy. Everybody's fulfilled. Happy days, unicorns and sunshine. Everything's good, you know, as the norm. But why not raise it up? And once that's the norm, why not raise it up again? Now you can say, okay, you should just be happy with what you have. And I think that's just another way of looking at life, you know. But then with that mindset, you could just literally be homeless on the street or you could have minimally nothing and you can make the argument just be happy with what you have. So I think the key is to to be happy with what you have, but to be hungry for more. Because only by being hungry for more ha have we been able to grow as a society and have we been able to, to be where we are today. You know, where we have these mics, we have this table, the, the chair you're sitting on, it's all man-made, you know, because there's a drive to conquer, you know. And I, I truly just want to share this message for the young guys especially, that they must use this drive to conquer. They, they can't waste it because they have time, they have the energy and they just have to figure out the vision and then, then work on it. It's, it's super important, man, because somebody in, in the book, Man's Search for Meaning from Viktor Frankl, Holocaust survivor who, who survived four um, concentration camps. Insane book, I would recommend it to every single person listening to this, okay? fantastic book um one of the key takeaways that i took away from it 
was he explaining the wor word um, finis in Latin, you know, which you understand in French, like fini, you know, which means finish or the end or the goal, okay? And he said that man needs to have a finis in life. He needs to have the end visible to him. He needs to have a goal that he's working towards because the, the people in the concentration camps, uh, the ones that died earliest were almost always the ones who had given up hope. It wasn't actually physical um, weakness, even though there, there were, um, of course, illnesses and everything, uh, torture, whatever going on. It was truly what, when, when the, the person lost their drive to live and they didn't see anything that, that they could look forward to in the future, like their family or uh, pursuing a work of art. And the author himself, what he said, what kept him alive was at the beginning, uh, his book w was stolen from him by the Nazis. He was writing a book because he was a psychiatrist. And it really pissed him off because he wanted to finish the book and he wanted to share his knowledge with the world. And that was one of the main things that kept him alive because he had something to look forward to, you know. So wh what can you take away from this, you know. Think to yourself, like, what do I really want? Like, just turn off the phone, you know. Actually do a pause the video, just chill for like 10 seconds, lay back and think, what do I actually want in this life? You know, and it's a difficult question and everybody has to answer for themselves, you know. And then the action plan, you reverse engineer the way to get there. You see the small steps, the 1% the things that you can do every day to get there. You want to become a great businessman? You have to be in good shape. You have to look good to take care of yourself. Small things. How can you do that? Wake up a little bit earlier. Drink some more water. Go to the gym. Read some books. Uh, take Go get a haircut. Like small things. Just like little things. And people always are like, oh, business? Like, But I'm like, I'm, I'm like an introvert. So I, I can't mm. really talk with people. Sure. Those are the cards you're dealt with. And even th that is like mm, subjective. But imagine someone doesn't like to talk a lot. But he wants to become great at sales. To kind of mm -hmm. like opposite things. Like what are the things you, you have? You, we talk, you, you mentioned this. Like what are the things you do have in your control? Mm -hmm. Almost everything. <laughs> you almost have everything in your control. So then you, you just look at small things that you can do to uh, like make just like give yourself more chance to succeed at it a lot of people just like take too like big like a like a too like general approach you're like okay business i'm gonna do a course this and that no it starts at the little things you have to get the, the right habits uh, in mm -hmm. place the small things and i want to ask you like what, what are some habits that you have in your daily routine that uh for your feeling really helps with just like uh growing Okay, so I'll answer the question, but I'm going to go a little bit around first, okay? So remind me at the go end ahead, if I forget. For sure. So about the habits thing, it just sparked something in my mind. So for me personally, you know, like I mentioned at the beginning, I think, I had a lack, okay, when I was young. Um, and due to this lack, I was always searching. I was always trying to fill the hole, you know? And, I, and I'm sure if you go to psychologists and, or therapists, ask them, they would say the same thing. Um, I'm sure it's an actual thing, you know, when a person lacks something inside and they need it filled. So anyways... Um, I went through phases in life, and this is something that I, I've been always like aware of, but especially nowadays, I've always gone through phases of, of times where I would go through something, experiment with it, and then move on to, to the next thing, okay? 
and, and, and there were so many phases, um, like, for example, when I was younger, you know, just drinking and partying and going out and doing stupid shit, you know, with friends, you know, I had that phase, but, but, but I did it and I, I knew it wasn't for me. I moved on. Okay. Another phase, you know, I, I had a breakup, you know, and it was, it was difficult for me and I had to get over it. You know, it, it didn't take um, that long, but I learned something from it. And what happened afterward afterwards was, um, at the end of the breakup, um, I mean, at least at the end of me getting over it, I saw Tony Robbins, okay? This led to, to me, um, me to the next phase, okay? Because it was kind of a phase of shittiness, like, oh, I was just mad, you know, I was full of hate, um, but I, I unleashed it all in the gym, you know, I had that outlet. Anyways, I can go into depth, uh, in, we can go in depth later on, but anyways, I saw Tony Robbins, you know, and he was talking about how you need to be forgiving, you need to be grateful, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I was like, shit, man, you know, may maybe this guy's onto something, you know, but my mindset was at, at that time, you know, like two years ago, it was the only way that I could work out and train, which was the most important thing in my life, which was the longest phase of them all, which is ironic. Um, but the meaning to my life at the moment, at least for the most part was the training. And I could only train by using dark energy and by expanding like all of the hatred and all the emotions, you know, that had stored up from having a lack. Okay, so that's what my training was for as an outlet. But then here Tony Robbins comes, you know, all of a sudden this older man, you know, talking to me, you know, on a seminar and it completely changed my perspective, you know, because um, pr perspective is everything. Um, and anyways, so I, I realized that I don't have to put all of that negative energy into this, you know, I can just let it go. Right. And so I went on to my next phase where, where I kind of started experiencing more. Um, like the femininity of things, you know, I started listening to different music, I started listening to like more upbeat, uh, uh, yeah, happy kind of music or like pop, I don't know, that kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, just I think when I left my Instagram, I kind of left it off at that phase, like just being happy, everybody be happy, uh, spread love and peace, you know, which, which I like, you know, it's definitely good. But I went through that. And then, then I met the red pill phase, you know, like where it kind of uh, talked about masculinity. Anybody who's familiar with the term red pill, you can search it up. There's a lot of negative associations to it, but if you actually look into the community, a lot of positives. And anyways... Could you uh, explain that? Because I'm... There's a red pill? Yeah, please. Okay, so... Basically, om almost every man who goes into the red pill community or just finds out about the red pill has gone through something. Okay. So you don't uh, just stumble upon it randomly. Um, there's a reason why, like somebody broke up with you, or like your your life is going to shit. Or, I don't know. You know, some kind of like crisis, hardship, right? hardship. Yeah. What the red pill is? It used to be called unplugging from the matrix, but you know the the matrix, the movie, like where Neo comes and he gives you the 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 choice. You can either take the blue pill, and, and you you will. Uh, go back to sleep and everything will be forgotten and you will not know the truth and, and you'll live in ignorance, but you'll have a happy life, you know, but you won't know the truth. It's a blue pill. Or you can take the red pill. And the red pill is that you, now from now on, see the whole world as it is. You see the truth and you're not protected from any harm that, that the world can do to you. But you see the truth. You, know, you accept it. You accept the reality as it is. So the red pill kind of talks about like the truth of what a man has to go through and like um, all, all of this um, feminism stuff going on in the world but like so so little people are talking about like what what is at best interest for the men you know because there's also a crisis for the men there's 
I don't know what, what the statistics are exactly. I think it's over 90, 93% or 83%, one or the other, I'm not sure, of the suicides are men, something like this. Um, over 90% of the work-related deaths are men. So, so many things, you know. Um, and of course, it goes, it's for both sides, but that's a discussion for another day, yeah. Um, anyways, my point was I started looking into it, you know. Uh, what does it mean to be a man? Because it's a question that every man, if they've not asked themselves, they've kind of felt inside of them. I, w I would suppose, at least. Because um, what does it mean to be a man, you know? And you ask somebody and they give you a different answer than the guy next to them and the guy next to them, you know? Everybody has a different answer, you know? So that's something that I needed to find out, to figure out, you know? And masculinity, what it means, you know? And what I wanted to be, you know? H how much um, how much of that did I want to adopt, you know? What, what, uh, this whole thing was like just a, a whole character building experience for myself. And I think almost everybody, especially young people, have to do this. Otherwise, they will live the rest of their lives. Have to do what, exactly? Have to build their character. Ha have to consciously and deliberately build their character. Because if they just go through life um, without any clear purpose or direction of what they're doing, they just go through it, you know, with, with like the horse blinds on. They're not. They're going to be suboptimal to what they could be potential, like potential-wise. All right. So we have to work on your character. But anyways, to come back to to what you were saying with the habits, yeah. I've been through all the phases. I mean, not all the phases, of course. There's always more, you know. Um, but I had times, for example, where I was like really just strictly following Jocko Willink and David Goggins, and I was like waking up at three thirty or four thirty <laughs> or five in the morning, and I had them like as alarm clocks, and you know, and I would do push up, hundred push ups every day, and cold showers every day. So there's plenty of things, you know, and I experimented experimented for myself, and I figured out what worked best for myself. So I recommend everybody does the same, yeah. Um, but some things that I would recommend habits, yeah. For sure, reading, okay, for sure. There are some people that say, yeah, doing is better than reading, okay, it, it's very possible, yeah, but doesn't mean that one can't help the other, yeah, so definitely reading, um, what else is there, cold, cold showers, bro, you know, you gotta take the cold showers, you know, as much as possible. Bro, the um, ice plunge, you know that one? The ice plunge, <laughs> I, I've never been able to do it really, properly, I've, oh, I man, haven't that's, had one. That's insane, after a sauna. But I want to do it though. I want to do it. Yeah. Feels I mean, crazy. bro, after my training every day like now, because I'm at a new gym, bro, it's so crazy, man. I, I, <laughs> I train for like one and a half hours or so, like full body. Then I go and take a nice cold shower. Or I mean, I stretch first, then I go and take a cold shower, hop in the sauna for 15 to 20 minutes, like for the most. And I go back in the cold shower and afterwards, bro, you feel like you're just reborn or you feel like you could die. And it's just like peace. It's utter peace, like just going through that, you know, and it's the pure definition. And I felt it today. It's a pure definition of like skipping the instant gratification, you know, and I'm not perfect. I eat some bullshit sometimes. I, I don't know, do a sin, you know, I do some stupid stuff sometimes, of course, you know, but where does like your life on average tend towards or balance towards? Is it more sinful or is it more good? And for me, um, Go, going to the gym it's like at the beginning you don't feel like it you know you of course you've had this so many times most of the time you're like fuck man i'm tired i don't want to go you know but you go and do it you know you persist that's a discipline that you build up over time and yeah man and you reap the rewards later not instantly but later always and i think something that, that would be cool now because uh we can hear we can hear tim talk about so many things now 
Yeah, I'm kind of rambling, bro. <laughs> no, you're not at all. I, I, I was going to make a point now. I think now for the people that are watching on YouTube, let's edit in a video of his transformation because this guy is not oh, just yeah. talking. He has actually been through it. So really, like, his words, like, really take it in and, and like, look at what he's done. And, like, the, the body transformation was not just gym. It was all the things combined, I suppose. So, like... Do something with your life. This is what I'm trying to say, and here's the little motivation video. Have you ever thought about hunting? Oh, bro, I'd love to hunt, man. I'd love to. <laughs> because we, we talk, we, like we we have been talking about like the primitive man and how yeah. man was at its, can I say purest form, prim most primitive form. I'll say purest form. Yeah. We were hunting, we were gathering, we were conquering, and now we're just playing Call of Duty on <laughs> Fortnite. Yeah, yeah. So, what, what's your thought on hunting? Bro, I'd love to. I mean, I already I mentioned this one at my di uh, dinner table with my family. I was like, if you eat meat of any sort, you should at least be obligated to once in your life to actually kill an animal that you're eating. Like, if you're eating a cow, at least once in your life, kill a cow just to see. Because what we've done nowadays, I'll get back to the hunting thing, yeah? You can remind me. What we've done nowadays is we've, our society has removed us as far as possible from death i read this in robert green's book as well in daily laws that you mentioned before and, and other books as well but anyways bro you you don't see people dying on the streets yeah like in poorer countries or how it used to be you know uh, in hospitals you know they, they keep it to a minimum when somebody dies they cover their face you know they, they put them in other rooms the animals, they don't show you how the animals butchered in most places. It's just there. The meat's just there. Nobody actually, most people have never killed anything, you know? And I'm not saying you have to fucking kill a person. Of course not, you know? Under the right circumstances, under self-defense or something. Okay, maybe you can argue, of course. But what I'm saying is you just get the product. Or let me say like this. You, yeah... You, you get the product without actually having done the work to, to, to get the product. You know what I mean? Or like you get the meat without having the, done the hunting at least once. There's like a saying, everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. Or like everybody wants to be a beast, but, no, but when it's time to do what beasts do, you know, there's nobody there. Right? So, so you have to be willing to pay the price to, do the, to get the thing, you know? It's important. And with the hunting thing now, to go back to the primitive part, I think, not that I'm some kind of fucking sadist, or what I don't know what you call it, sadistic person, like who finds joy in killing or whatever. Um, that's not the case. I've, done, I've gone fishing a few times, and that was the only time where I killed um, an animal, you know, like an actual animal you could eat. But bro, I'd love to, you know, just, just to get a feeling. And I think like Joe Rogan and these guys do it with, with their pals. With like probably Jocko Willink and these guys. Cameron Haynes. They're all yes. there, man. Yeah, you know more with, than With than the bone arrow. I find it so what cool, man. What about you? Yeah, man. I'd love to hunt. I'd love to hunt. And I find this funny. I, I, like my, I, I was at the, at the school trip last week. And my dad sent me a video of a cow that was going to get killed <laughs> for like, a, like an event. And I, I showed it to a friend. He was like, oh, you're going to kill a cow? And I was like, yeah, yeah. When, when you eat meat, like, it's also killed. It doesn't just, like, it doesn't just, like, get born and yeah. then you have the meat. <laughs> and then they were like, yeah, but are they going to kill them th themselves? So I was like, yeah, like, they're going to cut the head off and then, like, 
that that's how how business goes as usual and i think that's also the most natural way to kill not sure i haven't done much research about it but that seems right to me because there's less pain it's not like they're getting electrocuted and then they're getting like mushed yeah. together like they're doing in the mcdonald's yeah. uh don't let me don't even get me started on mcdonald's man. yeah man <laughs> let, let's, let's leave them out of the conversation yeah. so they, they don't deserve it uh but the yeah. viewers deserve better man <laughs> we're not talking about tiktok so that they deserve better okay but yeah i i think hunting is good and like it's i think in some way like we're, we're talking about like masculinity and i think it, it will like it, it brings people back to their like you know what their ancestors were doing because people had to get fed and people had to hunt i think by doing that like i think it can only be good for you and i can see how some people would be completely like like terrified by it and i understand that but if you eat meat then you don't have the right to do that i feel like because then then like you're consuming without actually doing it but in today's society i think it's hard to say that because like we are paying for it so like th that's the trade you're making and like the you know like it it has changed like before you had to kill to get it now you can pay to get it so mm. that's a, a way that has changed but i think i think just hunting once would be cool and let's hunt together man bro i'm down man I mean, but we'll have to uh, be knowing what we're doing, not fucking just taking some kind of gun rifle and walk into the forest. You know what, oh, what you're doing. Watch some tutorials. That's something that... that <laughs> just <laughs> tutorial. Ha okay, I mean, sure. Yeah. I mean... It's, it's interesting. Yeah. It's certainly interesting. But, bro, shoot me another question if you have another question. Yeah, like, what do you think are some other things that... Uh, that... And guys, let's just get get this uh, get this sorted. We are talking about men because we're men, like, and we have more knowledge about that. We'll have many more female guests on that. I'll talk about uh, like like things that we advise for females and stuff. I don't have much knowledge about that. That's why we're not talking about that much. It's not because we have any weird like thoughts about it. It's just because we have more knowledge about what would work for men. And if any girls can take advice from this, please do. Uh, so yeah. I just want to get that that out of the way and i was gonna ask what are some other things that you think young men should do to basically just improve themselves we talked about reading talked about working out talked about cold showers are there any other things you think that people could practice on a daily basis or on a regular basis to improve themselves well again you know there's not just one thing it's like you do this one thing you're gonna be fucking billionaire you know you, you, it's a combination of things, but the most important thing that I can say, you know, you can Google it for yourself, find out these habits like waking up early, uh, training, um, doing cold showers, eating right, you know, going to sleep early as well, getting enough sleep, blah, 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 you know, so many things, uh, surrounding yourself with the right people, okay, uh, watching the right things online, on the internet, not watching garbage all the time, you know, actually watching educational things and people that are uh, independent and, and aren't and are speaking for your best interests and they don't have anything to sell you, blah, blah, blah. You know, all of these things you can do to make yourself a better person, yeah? But it all comes down to you as a character, okay? Because I don't know who said it, but I forgot who said it, but it's basically like Warren Buffett, okay? If you took Warren Buffett and you took away everything from him, everything, okay? He's older, like, let's say he doesn't die, okay? You take away everything from him, 
he's going to have a large amount of it, if not everything, back in X amount of years. 10, 50, whatever it may take, he's going to get it back, okay? Why? Because of his knowledge and because of his character, especially, you know? Skills pay the bills. Skills pay the fucking bills. It's same thing with anybody who, who's extremely successful, you know? It's They're there for a reason. They're there because they deserve it, you know? And you're where you are right now because you deserve it. So am I, so, so are you. Because you deserve it because of what you've put in, you've gotten out, okay? So in order to, to reach whatever it is, and if you're like me, you're reaching high. If you're like him, you're reaching high, you know? Then you have to as well become a person that can reach that height, okay? And how do you do that? Just by reading? No, by doing the thing. We're like Ralph, uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson, do the thing, get the power, of course, you know? So so it takes time, um, but now I've wandered off and I've lost my train of thought as well, but yeah. Yeah, let me just ask him to that. I, I think what he, what he said was interesting, and he mentioned that uh, where you are, you deserve it, right? That's what you, what you said. Like, yeah, you get what you deserve. Yeah, you get what you deserve. Yeah. That is... Uh, I think I'm, I'm speaking for Tim now, like, w when we say that, because I agree with that, like, w when we say that, it's not to say that, like, imagine someone has died in your family or something bad happened. Like, we're not taking those things into account. We are taking into account things that you have control over. So that is how you look. Like, like I mean, physically, like, your, your, your training regime. You can train more, you'll get bigger, you'll get leaner, whatever your goals are. Your your uh your brain. You can train your brain. You can read. You can go to school. You can go to uni. There are different ways to, to develop your uh your brain, and, and like there are more things that you have control over, and those are the things we can that we, we are we are talking about when we say you have to do the things to get there, and if you don't, mm. then you deserve not like getting uh, the yeah. rewards, right? Of course, man. You say Bolt didn't get the world record from wanting it or from just sprinting if for a few weeks. No. He didn't get it from talking either. What he did was he got it from fucking decades or at least over 10 years, you know, the 10,000 hours he put in and then he deserved to win. Okay? Yeah. That's the way it is. The uh, the now the losers are going to say, oh yeah, but there was he had the genetics. Oh yeah, but you know, he was right born in the right time. Blah, blah, blah. All of this, I don't have the time in the day. I don't have this or that. I don't have the resources. Man, bro, like, shut up with the excuses. You know, it's like Tony Robbins, what he says is, it's not about uh, the resources you have. It's about being resourceful. You know, that's the key. So if you have, I don't know, you can make some any kind of example. It's like a person with a lighter who doesn't know how to use it is more useless than a person who has two twigs and a stone and can fucking make a fire. You see what I mean? Right, so bro, everybody in life has different cards they're dealt, you know, at least for you who's listening to this, because uh, that means you have uh, what's it called a connection to internet, okay? That means you're probably living in the western hemisphere if you're listening to these words right now, and it means that you're not born in Yemen or something where you're like given the shittiest cards. And I've been to Yemen before the war, so you're lucky, you know, because you have a certain amount of cards given. And everybody has different cards given in life, okay? And how you end up, how you die, is based upon how you dealt those cards, you know? At least in your own control. There's other factors, yeah. sure. Important to note, I yeah. think so. Yeah, man. So, so, bro, in my opinion, yeah, I just love... If, if you had to ask me what's my biggest passion, okay? Of course, it's training. Of course, there's 
other things like I love journaling, blah, 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 you know. But bro, my biggest passion, even though some people will think, how is that a passion? What is he on about? Especially older generations, whatever. It's truly, it's, it's improving myself. It's my biggest passion. I'm in love with it. Like, bro, every day I want to go to bed a better person than when I woke up. Even if it's 0.1%. Who gives a fuck? Ever, have you ever heard of the compound effects? Exponential. Exponential growth, you know? And I love doing it. And, and I just want other people to adopt at least a similar attitude. You know, remember what I said. Don't listen to what I'm saying. But make your own conclusion for it. Like, I'm not trying to be... Even though sometimes it sounds like it. I'm not trying to be the... Um, the painter, I'm trying to be the eye doctor, I'm trying to show you how it really is, because if you really look down the road to see how it really is, when what, if concerning what happens when you don't become the best version of you, that's a miserable life, you know? And, and like you mentioned before, with the inverse thing, I just heard this recently from also a great YouTuber, Alex Hermosi, great guy for business, guys, just search him up. He was saying, imagine you, Eunice, okay? Like the absolute worst possible fucking life for you, okay? The worst possible life. At least that's in your, in your control, you know? You start getting like super fat, like overweight. Like you, you have no money, you're broke. You're living with your parents if they're still alive. Wh whatever, you have no contact to women. I don't know, man. Just all of these things that would make you miserable as fuck, right? And to become successful, just inverse it. The opposite is what you have to do. It's pretty simple, you know. The thing is, everybody out here knows how to get abs. Bruv, everybody here knows how to get abs, you know. You just, if you don't, which you do, I'm sure, you just Google it real quick, okay. Or you watch a video. But then there's ab videos, guys. They work. Yeah, and my man Eunice, you got some ab videos out there for <laughs> We'll put some links in the description, guys. Yeah, man. we're plugging my man. But just because you have the knowledge, yeah, most people have it, but they don't use it. And now we come back to the thing with the knowledge, you know, with doing. Yeah, bro, knowledge is not power. Knowledge is potential power, okay? It's obvious. If, you, if it's just stored within you and you don't use it, you might as well not have it, okay? But in my opinion, it's at least still good to have just in case for the future. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 I think uh, Iman Gaji, I don't know if you know him, also a really interesting guy, he was talking about prepping the vessel. Mm. And I think what he meant with that, and obviously I don't know because I haven't talked to him, we nice have him on the podcast one day, is that like there are certain stages in your life where it's just development. You will not be making a lot of money, you won't be getting the girls, whatever you find important at that moment in time, but you'll be preparing what are things that you can do to prepare yourself? Things that he mentioned. I'm just going to talk really practical. I'm not going to like get too philosophical. Meditation. 10, mi 10 minutes of meditation every morning when you wake up. Visualize your goal. Think about the things that are important for you. Just that. Working out. 45 minutes of physical, uh, 45, 45 minutes of physical activity in a day can bring you so far. I think that's like a very good hygiene standard you can have and let's face it it can be walking it can be running ideally you're smashing weights in the gym so you get bigger as well but you know there will be some days where you where you, you're super tired and even then you know it's debatable you should probably go to the gym but if you can't for some reason go for a walk it also has a lot of good benefits it's better than nothing the, mm -hmm. those are the two things and after that reading 
Nicky mentions reading. Read books, self-help, self-help books. Ideally, it's not fiction. Like, re- like yeah, for sure. I can understand that fiction helps. Just to rewind, it's definitely better than watching like TikTok or <laughs> like Netflix series. Uh, so if if it's just for rewinding, then yeah, you can read fiction. I think that's a good idea. And for self like, but self help books like they really help. Like, and yeah. give the people some names. Some some people that have helped you because you, like, oh. if I understand correctly, the time that you spoke to. Tony Robbins was the fire, was the little like uh It was the yeah, the it was the spark that, that that created the fire, yeah. Yeah, like let's let's give the people some practical advice. What were some books or yes. some some people like everything, YouTube? everything that really like oh, bro, played okay. a key element in your uh okay. pursuit of my favorite ones, yeah. Yeah. I'll start off with the books. Okay, it's it no no in no specific actually it's yeah. a little bit of an order, but just what comes to my mind, okay. Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, um, Robert Kiyosaki, um, 48 Laws of Power, um, Robert Greene, um, what else is there, there's so many, um, anything actually Robert Greene related is really good, um, The Way of Men, Jack Donovan, Rational Male, if you, if you want to get women and, and you're young, most of these guys don't know this information, it's really crazy stuff. Psychology of both men and women, like intersexual dynamics. Rational Male by Rolo Tomasi. Um, uh, wait, there was one. Ah, one of my favorites is Hard Times Create Strong Men um, by, fuck, what was his name? He died like two years. Yeah, Stefan Arnio. This is one of the books, guys. Genuinely, order it, okay? It's like 20, 30 bucks, okay? You know, it's not that much if you just save it up a little bit. <laughs> you should be able to... Uh, What's it called? Afford a 30 buck book. Yeah. If it's going to change your life, Guys, especially. There are PDFs. Yeah. Z library. You know it. Of course. Are we not allowed to say that? I don't know. <laughs> Fuck we, it. We, we might bleep it out, but you guys are smart <laughs> enough to find it. <laughs> but it's always better to have it in hand. But yeah. Hard times create strong men. Really switch, switch something in my brain. If you have an ounce of testosterone in your body, it's going to cha- It's going to make you think differently. Okay. Um, Bro, so many books, man. Um, Man's Search for Meaning, Viktor Frankl. Um, hundred hundred million dollar offers, Alex Ramosi. Yeah, man. And then there's some sports science books as well, you know. But it's not for everybody. Um, and those are just like the basics. I'm sure after when I watch this, I'm gonna be like, "Fuck, you should have said this," you know. So there's so yeah. many guys. Just search it up. Tony Robbins has good books. So many good books out there. The, the thing is with books, what I've noticed is that like. I'm gonna be honest with both with both uh, Think and Grow Rich and Forty Eight Laws of Power. For, first of all, with Think and Grow Rich, for people that have read it, like I had a lot of difficulties to get into it because like it was a bit like vague. And I still think there are some things that, like, w- w- like some more substance would have made it better because I think it's hard for a lot of people to comprehend to comprehend it at first. I think you really have to read it like three times to understand what 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 he's talking about, mm. but. Like, it comes down to, like, believing, right? I think that that definitely is a key part. So, but, like, with these books, if you don't understand them directly, it's normal. But keep in mind that when you're reading them, like, you're doing something that's good. Like, like, by reading them, you're actually, like, developing yourself and and your knowledge. And perhaps there's knowledge that is not as true anymore because they they were written a long time ago. But just take, like, you can take a lot of good things from them. And not everything that is written in the book has to be, like, yeah, I can apply this. Yeah, I can mm-hmm. apply this. You won't. You won't. 
but believe me, on TikTok you'll find even less. <laughs> so you, like yeah. it, it's it's like you have to balance them off. And then with forty eight with forty eight laws of power, like I find it's a pretty dark book. Like if you if you apply all those things in your daily life, you're basically like a master manipulator, and you can like it is a way that people can look at it. But the way and, and a lot of people like that I've read it are like, yeah, but if you read that, then you become so dark. Mm. I think like having the knowledge, like having the knowledge that is written in that book can be so useful because then when people are manipulating you, you'll you understand what's happening, you see what's 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 going on. So don't be too close minded when reading these books. There will be some things that you might not agree with, but like like for example with Forty Eight Laws of Power, with like the whole manipulating thing that, that that's the whole stigma around it. Knowing when you are getting manipulated, mm. I've had that after reading sure. the book. Like I can see it more easily, and like yeah, he's applying that principle right now. So that is really, uh, yeah, I think that can be really useful. Yeah, bro, you're completely right. You know, of course, like I said, be a student, not a follower. You know, um, we can get back to that later. Um, even though I, I think you know, Rich really tr truly was amazing. But like you said, you know, the power uh, lies in the eyes of the beholder. Some person completely changed his life. Another person's like, what the fuck is this, right? So it depends on, you know, perceive the world to your advantage, okay? Something I also read in The Art of Success, another book um, that's really nice, especially for the people out there who's in, who are really insecure about themselves. I don't know, like shy or whatever. They, they think they're going to be losers or they are losers, whatever. Read The Art of Success, man. It's going to uh, broaden your perspective in life, like show you that fucking anything is possible, yeah? Um, but to get back to what you're saying, you're saying that something with the 48 Laws of Power. Bro, I was about to say something. You were saying how with the dark... Um, yeah, I, I was basically saying that a lot of, like, a lot of knowledge that is in the book can be perceived as pretty dark. But you should use that in a way that that those like like in between uh, brackets like dark knowledge is not used against you. Yeah. And but, but you have to be aware of it. And the only way you can be aware is to read about it, to talk about it, to like actually like see something in front of your eyes that uh, contains that those kind. Because you'll never learn those things in school or from having a regular conversation with your parents if they are not crazy like uh, into those things. Hmm. That's true, that's true. What what I was going to say, and this is not at all to like um, showboat or anything like this, yeah. But in my house, you know, I've been privileged with my with my parents, you know, uh, that I've been able to afford books. You know, some of them I paid for my own money. Um, but I'm just saying for the record, okay. Go into my place where I'm living right now, and I have a pretty good library. You know, not like a massive super library, but a pretty nice library. You know. And it's been accumulated over the last two years, okay? Now, I read the, I heard this quote, you know, and it's so true, bro. Judge a man when you enter his house, not by the size of his television, but by the size of his library, okay? H how many young guys out there are buying books, actually buying books and reading books, and not just fiction shit, which is okay sometimes, sure, but, you know, reading self-help books, you know, all, all this positive stuff that can actually genuinely help change their lives, as it has for so many other people. You know, it's like the whole um, George Orwell. Have you heard of him? I've read his books, y man. You read it? Oh, my man. I've read Animal Farm. Animal Farm. Yeah. I mean, it's the, it's the least, like, hard to get into, but it, it, it already, like, depicts some of the, like, 
dystopian uh, dystopian side of the world. It's interesting. So what do you think about then what's happening right now with the concerning... Uh, I mean, you don't have to go too deep, but like, yeah. just what I'm saying at least. You know? yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like, there are some things that you see. Like some things that are written in the book that that come close to what's happening right now, and even with uh, called nineteen eighty four, right? Have you read it? No, but I have it, and I know what's it about. A yeah, bit. read it. It's really good. Yeah. I've read that one as well for a school assignment. It was a pretty okay. good school assignment. That's a, that's a good yeah. school assignment. <laughs> Looking man. back, congrats. Uh, it's interesting, man. A lot of parallels, but I, I don't think we're quite there yet. And maybe there are some things like that have happened. But you can see, like some, like the the world is going in that direction, and those books, like, kind of like wake you up to like what's mm -hmm. happening, because like he he describes it from like a outstander like a outstander perspective. It's not someone that has any like he he doesn't benefit from writing those things, and of course those books are pretty dark. I can we, we can say that, but there are some things that you can take away from that. I think for sure, bro. Let me put it like this, okay. So, you know, when when was the the printing press invented? Like fifteen something, or or like in the fifteenth hundred, I think fifteenth century, I believe. The Gutenberg press, the first one, I think, right? What happened afterwards? You know, society bloomed. You know, it completely changed society because people started learning how to read. They became became literate. You know, information was able to spread more quickly. Yeah, before that, like if you went to a random person, they were like a fucking idiot. You know, compared to what they were a hundred years later, you know, it's just simply evolution um, and how things go. But anyways, imagine you try to explain to somebody 200 years ago or 300 years ago, even 100 fucking 50 years ago, what, what the situation is like today. You know, like I mentioned before, how you can just with one second, like find any answer, almost any answer in the world, you can find it online, you know, how you can get a book shipped to your house for 10, 10 bucks and it's in your house in front of your door uh, the next day, you know, and you can learn anything, right? Do you think that the people, anybody with half a brain 200 years ago would have thought, holy shit, this is the biggest opportunity ever. I can literally master so much. I have access to minds everywhere i can watch a video see a doctor speaking here i can watch another one have a professor speaking here read an article here blah 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 you know so many things right literally the human uh the globe's brain all in one and the internet right and all these books massive opportunity what happens barely anybody is capitalizing which is okay for those who are because there's less competition, the road is less congested, it's there's less traffic on that road. But for me personally, I'd rather have the whole world improve than just one person or just a, a single few. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. I mean, there's been studies done like uh, that attractive people... Um, earn more money or something like this or get paid more i don't know if i forgot what it was or like yeah. they're treated differently like if you have a politician a picture of his face and you want to vote for him you're more likely to vote for the good looking guy so i understand that's a genetic thing you know and fuck it you know you can't change it bro you can be ugly you can be born in this world thank god i'm not but you can be born as like some sh little short guy who gets bold when he's like 23 or something and like i don't know as a small dick or whatever like just all of the bad cards are played in his hand okay but he can still have a great life, okay? I don't care. Like, even you see disabled people, okay? There's one guy, Nick, 
I forgot his last name. Uh, he was uh, he, he he's like really um close together to Tony Robbins, yeah. He was he he basically he only has one arm, I believe, and no legs. That's all he has, he has one arm. I'm not even sure how many fingers he has, okay? He's disabled. And he said when he looks at people and, and he just see sees people just in traffic going home from work, um, and they're like fucking pissed off and they're like shouting at each other or just in general, people going through life and not being happy or whatever, you know, just not making the best out of it, you know? You know what he said? And this is so true. They're laughing at me. They're telling me I'm disabled. But in reality, the only disability that they have is their mindset. You know, they, I might be disabled physically, but my mindset is right. And their mindset is not. So who's going to have the better life, you know? It's all in here, bro. Yeah, no, exactly. I agree with that, 100%. You want to wrap it up, my man? Yeah, man. I think that's a good way to, to end it off. Train this. But also train your chest and your biceps. Train Bro, everything. Get big, man. Also glutes. Uh, girls like the glutes. And also... No, for real, man. There's actually reasons behind it. Like from... You can imagine. And also in the neck. Legit. Look it up. Oh, bro. I could uh, keep on going. Let me just advertise the neck for one second. Yeah, okay? Because yeah, it's, so it's, it's so underrated. It's so underrated. Search up Alpha Destiny on YouTube. He's one of the innovators of neck training. He, he mentions it. Uh, like since a long time. Anyways. Look. Um... What is it? Predators have their eyes in the front of their face, okay? In the front of their head, okay? And it's mostly uh, carnivores, right? Or omnivores, so both. Um, prey, okay? Prey, so mo most of the time, herbivores, most of the time, have their eyes on the side, okay? So they can see all around for the predators coming at them, okay? Now, where do the, 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 the predators most of the time attack? You know, it depends with animal, blah, 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 of course. But if you see a fucking lion jumping up to a gazelle, where does he snatch it? In the neck. And so many others as well. You know, it's the neck because it's the neck that is so vulnerable and it connects your head, literally your head, what you need to think and to stay alive, connects your whole head to your body. It's your neck, okay? And there's so many muscles here as well. And so many people neglect them. Um, anyways, right? Just Google um, small neck versus big neck. Just Google it. And you're going to see so many different examples, yeah? And um, they're just you just look far more attractive, first of all, if you have that um, larger neck, okay? Secondly, it's also a biological thing, at least in my opinion. Like, that's my whole predator thing, theory, that the neck is where you go to for the kill. That's why if you have a stronger neck, you also appear more robust, more hard to kill, yeah? And thirdly, um, fuck, what was the third one? First one was, ah, yeah, safety, okay? I have a friend, a friend of my friend at the gym. It's an old story, but he was in a car accident, okay? He was in a car, and he's a fucking buff guy, like a really big guy, okay? And he was in a car accident, uh, really like, I forgot the, the speed, really fast, and he flew out the car, he went through the windshield, and rolled for like 20 meters, and then in the hospital, the doctor told him, holy shit, you should be dead or paralyzed, if it weren't for your big neck, your big neck saved you, and that's why, look at Mike Tyson, man, look at all, all of the boxers, martial artists, American football guys, just from holding it, 
so many of uh, the Formula One races to, resi uh, to resist the G-force. G just having a big neck, even if you're skinny, but you have a big neck, it just makes, it's an illusion. Uh, this whole thing about training and attractive uh, attractiveness and aesthetics, it's also an illusion. You know, that's how they get you on social media. That's also why social media is one of the, it's horrible for like your body dysmorphia for most guys, or just in general body norms. Even for women, this is bad, okay? Where it's just all photoshopped or great lighting or uh, all of this stuff or on steroids like everybody's on fucking steroids almost it's insane so it's not healthy for you okay so put it to the side anyways train your glutes train your neck i'm out good way to thank you very off. much for having me by the way i'm honored thank, thank you, you very much it was a great talk is there any way people can can find you if they want to get in contact with you i mean not really well okay you can send me an email it's um it's timgetsgains01 at gmail.com. Uh, if you don't know how to write that, just search me up on Instagram, but I don't use Instagram. I'll be back sometime probably. I don't know when, so you can follow me on Instagram if you want. But otherwise, send me an email if you want to get in touch with me. That's T-I-M-G-E-T-Z-G-A-I-N-Z-01 at gmail.com. We'll put it on the screen so people can see it as well. And uh, yeah, man. And yeah, what? please... Okay, if you take one thing away, become a better version today than you were yesterday. Okay, that's about it, man. It's fucking simple. It's not hard, bro. My man. Thank you, bro. Appreciate it, my man.